Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. I'm excited about some changes you're going to see in the Dial of Our Understanding podcast. You'll primarily see two changes. First, since we finished all 81 chapters of the Tao Te Ching, we're going to branch out into other spiritual literature to discuss. First, discussing the writings of Chauncey, a well-known student of Lao Tzu. Secondly, I've mentioned my sponsee, Zach E., from time to time in the podcast. With his permission, we're starting to record some of our meetings to distribute as additional podcasts. This podcast is one of those meetings. I hope you enjoy. Hey, am I sideways? You mean figuratively <laughs> or physically? <laughs> yeah. Finish my 12-step meditations this morning. Finally. Oh, that's good. Finally. Good, Ooh. good. Man, you don't know how much work that has been. Good. I mean, unbelievable amount of work. I mean, I have on the site right now, there's... 393 meditations. Wow. That's a lot. I'm fixing to add another uh, the 12th step, which will be 27 more. So I'll have over 400. Well, so I have, I'm averaging about 700 downloads a month. And I've already had 600 for May. But I haven't done any promotion. Yeah. It's just every time I go to record it, just something comes out during the meditation. Like uh, I was talking to Carl that sober pod about it. Mm-hmm. He said, well, why don't you get someone to, with a more pleasant voice to record <laughs> or you, you know, that kind of a thing. And I was like, it doesn't work because it's my experience. So, I mean, the middle of it, it's not like I can read a script and say, talk about this and this and this. It just comes out like in the Dow meeting, like, like when we talk, you know, mm. same kind of thing, you know, it's our, somehow it's our experience that comes out in it. It's not possible, but I'm getting good reviews. Someone locally tell me it sounded pretty hickish, you know, of course, you know, because of my voice. But some people like it. So maybe it's true. I wouldn't argue with somebody about what I sounded like, but because it's them hearing me. But on the other hand, sometimes I wonder if, uh, you know, especially around here, you know, some of that's just like them being self-conscious, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, my English is not that great. I mean, I do end sentences with prepositions all the time and stuff like that. I've just accepted I sound like I sound, you know, and if people like it, they like it. They don't think fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> they can fuck off if they don't like my meditations. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you should have named the app that. I called it Sober Meds. That's uh, yeah. the short that pops up. You know, I thought that was pretty good. It is sober meds. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So now I've got to get some updates on that, get get it, get the rest of these produced and up. Then I'm going to start uh, talking to all my podcast buddies and try to get on podcasts to start uh, promoting it, for lack of a better word. Making people aware of it because you're not supposed to promote recovery stuff. Oh, yeah. make, make others aware of what's available. One donation to help support it, $5 a month, which is good. Oh, nice. My wife's yeah. excited. Said, <laughs> How can you make money off this? I said, well, she doesn't understand, you know. And so I'm like, well, she said, you put all this time into it. Why can't you make money off of it? Why are you doing things that don't make money? You know, <laughs> She's like, you got $5 a month. Let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She's been good, though, about now I've got to get on to business. This, now I'm starting, as soon as I get these finished business from this point forward and get some, I think it's time to get some money generated. What's going on with you? Oh, man, I don't know. Just trying to, trying to figure it out. We How got much the, are you working now? Well, so for May, he's doing, we did, the, instead of doing our regular hours, we're doing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Of which I work Saturday. Yeah. So, but honestly, you know, it is, it, it is like, I feel like, I kind of feel like I'm on a, uh, I don't know, it's a, a thing I've thought about for a while, but I, I mean, it's, I kind of feel like at some point, at some point in the future, I'll probably leave the job. When I do, I don't, I don't think I'm going anywhere else. I think I'm going to do this stay at home dad thing. And, uh, 
So I don't know. It feels, it just kind of feels like it's moving in that direction. I don't know. Huh. It's like you're watching so, it happen. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think, I mean, it's some, especially, you know, with like the new kid, Olivia will need more help with stuff at home. And that's right. You got number three, fixing to be here. Let's talk about this idea of this is what seems to be happening rather than this is what I want. Yeah. This is, that's, I was just, I've recorded three or four meditations this morning. One of those we just did was the Taoist. I just did was the Taoist meditation mm. and for the 12th step. And this idea, we start to see it. Med- I started seeing it in meditation where, you know, separating myself from my thoughts, then from my body, then from my feelings and my emotions, realizing none of those things were really me. I was what was uh, uh, experiencing those things. I was not those things. Michael Singer talks a lot about that in his books. Um, mm-hmm. And being the observer, like you were talking about, you know, like this just seems to be what's happening. Like this is where I'm floating to. So I guess I'll just continue to go, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a little bit of a weird feeling because even, even if you accept it, there's a lot of like, I mean, it definitely doesn't fit like the conventional wisdom of like, you know, this is not how America works. Yeah. Like you're supposed set a goal to. And then we work to make that goal happen. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta go out there and get it, get it done. It's up to me, but it's so freeing and. I talked about that a little bit in one of the meditations when, you know, I have several practices that we do to, to kind of get into the flow. And one of those mm-hmm. is allowing gravity, observing how gravity's pulling your body into the chair mm-hmm. and how you can make just some little tweaks and stop trying to control how your hands rest or how your legs rest and just let gravity do the work instead and how you can let these little bits of control go and it brings you to this whole nother level of relaxation that teaches me in other parts of my life to do the same thing. And we see that idea of being the observer in a lot more than just meditation or in the Tao. We see that in, uh, well, the book of Thomas talks about that. One of the sayings in the book of Thomas, Jesus says, learn to be the observer. Yeah, I know. I probably should have, I don't know if I've read that one. I probably should read it at some point. Hey, let's 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 just read it. Let's read it one week. Talk about. Yeah. It. I'll, I'll send it to you, and um, we'll we'll talk about it. But it's got several good quotes, um, several good ones. But being the observer is one of the really good ones. I did t- is so like this observing notion, uh, like it. You know, we've talked about. Uh, fear before you know and um i was i can't remember what i read i don't know i listened i was listening to somebody talk about it um i can't remember what it was on anyway they're talking about like uh like using fear you know as an so they were like if you can observe when you're like like basically what they were you know we've talked a lot about you know like fear like almost like fear is the enemy got to get rid of fear right or something, you know, but, um, they were saying how, like, if you're, you know, if you pay attention to it, you can actually use fear to your advantage. You know, like if you notice that you're afraid, then a lot of times that's, there's a reason you're afraid, you know, sometimes that's the, that's the direction you're supposed to be going in, you know, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. But there's a difference between that, danger will robinson kind of thing and crippling fear that causes you to make decisions that are fear-based decisions like for me you know i ride a motorcycle a lot i always put on my helmet and i normally put on all of my gear i normally do not ride without kevlar and boots and gloves and all the stuff Mm -hmm. um I've had two accidents. One was local. You know, that, you know, most accidents are within two miles of the house or whatever that. Yeah. That really is true. Um, 
and the other one was out west. But, you know, I put on my stuff not because I'm afraid of having an accident, but it's because it's just smart thing to do. You know, yeah. it ca- does cause me to make some decisions. I mean, the concern of danger causes me to make decisions, but I don't get on my bike and then I'm afraid around every corner someone's going to hit me. You know, I don't have this crippling fear that affects the way I ride. So I don't know. There's it definitely does help us to make decisions. Uh, I, I guess the, the cognitive, the being cognitive of being aware of danger does, but still don't think I have to really be afraid though. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was necessarily, I know what it was. I, I don't, I, I'm not, uh, I started listening to it the other day. Um, see if I can get the guy's name right. It's, um, the it's uh, the guy's name is Stephen Pressfield. It's uh, the War of Art, I believe, is the name of the book. How the fuck did you get onto that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Pro- it was probably just an Amazon recommendation, honestly. Oh, okay, but like the, well, you you might like it. I mean, it talks like he talks about like art, but he's he's like it could really be any creative pursuit, you know, he was like, it could be, you know, it could be art, it could be business, it could be anything, you know? Um, but, and, and he talks about this idea of, uh, you know, like in, uh, in the letting go book, you know, he talks about, uh, resistance, you know? And so in the, this, this book, the letting, you know, the war of art, he's, he, he basically, that's his main thing is like all of the ways that resistance works. And it's really, yeah. It's I, kind I, of I really like that. Yeah. How long is it a long book? No, it's a couple hours on okay. audible. Um, I just used my audible credit this morning. I downloaded uh, the three pillars of Zen and it's like 150 hours. I mean, it's like a long, it's uh Let's see. It, it was in two parts, 14 hours. So it's a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. But I would like to hear that if he's talking about resistance, because I think resistance is huge. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's interesting. Um, I mean, I think it would fit a lot of this, this stuff we're talking about. I'm not sure how it fits the motorcycle analogy, but like. It, it, for instance, like, you know, like some of your, you know, your business stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you have, you know, you have some crazy idea of like, okay, I'm going to start this business or that business. And maybe it doesn't seem like, you know, the most practical thing or whatever. And so, you know, like, you, you know, fear would start telling you things like, well, you can't do it because of this reason and that reason, the other reason, you know? And it's, so what he was saying is like, like sometimes I think this is what he was saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off, but you know, like sometimes if you can be aware of like, you know, like how afraid you are of that, you know, sometimes that can be an indicator of like, if you're going in the right direction or not, you know what I mean? So the more afraid you are, the better. (laughs) Sometimes I guess. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I would like to hear that because I think resistance is probably my, one of my biggest issues and still is because I don't yeah, issue from opening my heart. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was it. I was just, uh, I, I had something, an experience the other day that you'll like, um, I was meditating and we have some feral cats in the neighborhood and I was out on my screen porch because it's getting warmer in the morning. So I was out meditating, enjoying the outside. They started fighting right behind me like, you know, 50 feet from me, you know, and instead of fighting the sound, I said, Oh, I'm going to get to meditate with the cats today. (laughs) So so I was meditating with the sound instead of pushing against it, instead of resisting it. Right. And then I have a, I have a friend right now that we're having a little conflict and uh, I'm having to pray for him a little bit because I had a little, little resentment. And so I was, I've been praying for him every day to get over this resentment and sending love and all those things. And I just thought while I was mad, I said, Hmm, I wonder if I can meditate with my friend's love, friend's anger. 
like I'm meditating with these. Can I be with his anger just like I can be with this, what would be a noise? Mm -hmm. And I got a little lift from the whole situation. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It it lowered my resistance a little bit to the situation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I was really, I was excited about that. Um, I meant to mention it when we were together the other day with everyone, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, that's just amazing how if you decide to be with something instead of against it. Yeah, there's something about, you know, even stuff like that, you know, just allowing enough room for it to be there, you know, that eases the, like, the pressure of, you know, well, I've got to get rid of this. or I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah, exactly. I'm spiritual. I shouldn't have anger against this person because they disagree with me, you know? Right. Because I think they're treating me unfairly, you know? <laughs> How dare <laughs> them treat me unfairly? Yeah. <laughs> Who do they think they are, you know? Ugh. But you know what else I decided to with that? I don't know where I heard this, but it was this idea. Oh, I know where it was. It was in the Love is Letting Go of Fear book, Jampowski. Okay about giving in when you have a situation that's unacceptable to you uh, not only giving them permission to do that or accepting them but taking it as far as not changing them even if you could yeah and i thought about it like our page 552 on resentment where it says that if we're resentful that if we pray for someone for two weeks, even if it's empty words and we don't mean it, we do it anyway. And then we'll, we'll grow to mean it. I thought, what if I do that same thing with something like my friend's anger, give him permission to be angry. Then like if it was the whole spectrum would be like, if I gave someone the right to be wrong Mm -hmm. instead of taking their right to be wrong, me being angry because they're, because I think they're wrong giving yeah. them permission to be wrong. And then you're number one. And I do that during the day, you know, give five people permission or 10, you know, and say you're number three, you're number four as if they need my permission. Yeah. And then move from that to you have the right to your own opinion. Yeah. And then move from that to, I would not change your opinion even if I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those levels of acceptance are just getting bigger and bigger, even if I don't mean so in meditation and prayer, I started saying, you know, I send love to this person. I would not change them. Even if I could, they can be anything they want to be and I'll accept them as they are. When inside I was really meaning the opposite and I was just, oh, I don't really mean that, you know, but I was saying it anyway. Yeah. And it started giving me peace right off from the start. I wonder why that works that way. I I I don't know. I mean, I, as far as like the like the permission to be right thing, and then so there's like it does make sense as a practice, you know. Like you can like how you know would go from that to you know like I wouldn't change your opinion even if I even if I could, you know. I mean, I think that the I think the root of that, the reason that that's true, the reason it works is just basic humility, you know. It's the acknowledgement that, you know what, I don't, I don't have the, all of the information, uh, nor is it possible for me to have all of the information. And even if I could, I don't know if I could put it together into something that was right, you know? Yeah. That's, it's just uh, it's a humility, you know? Like, I don't have all the answers. It's the powerlessness that leaves room for the answer, you know? Okay. And, you know, if I don't have all the answers, maybe you do. I don't know. I mean, I'm, or, you know, generic you, somebody. I I know what you mean. I knew you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, you, 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 buddy. (laughs) Well, see, that's where the gift is, Zach, is that we don't have to have the answers. I used to think I had to have the answers for everything. And if I didn't, I had to make something. I mean, I'd ask my father a question and he always had the answer. It was like. I was 18 or 19 before I heard him say, I don't know. I thought something was wrong. I'm like, you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? Because he always had the answer. Any question I had. Yeah. Real smart guy, you know. I'm trying to set the bar really low for my kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> Every time they ask me anything, even even if I do know, I just I just tell them I don't know. <laughs> like, you're you're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you want to study a chapter today, or what do you? Wanna, yeah, we can look at it. Where are we at? It's a good question. We're on fifty-one. This is a lot of chapters. I feel like we should get like a diploma when we get through with it or something. Uh, we can make one up. <laughs> Maybe get Dr. Totten to do us a, a Dow diploma. Yeah. Oh, they came out with a new episode this week. Wasn't bad. Did you listen? I haven't heard it yet. Honestly, I've been, uh, I don't know. There's something about the coronavirus stuff. I, I kind of like, I don't know. I just checked out of a lot of podcasts I was listening to, like not out of depression or anything. I just, I don't know. It just didn't seem interesting. Like, how are you dealing with the coronavirus? How's everybody dealing with the coronavirus? Like, uh, I mean, just sitting at home doing <laughs> nothing, you know, except for a few logistical things. The coronavirus has been pretty normal for me. Yeah, I had uh, so I have some friends. I had a sponsee that was really angry that didn't believe that it was real. You know, all those things. And I said, I don't no. know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I said, but. How many people do you know that's died of the flu? Yeah. He said, no one. I said, how many people do you know that's died of the coronavirus? I said, I have a good friend that died of the coronavirus that I will not be eating breakfast with on Wednesday mornings now. One of my Christian friends. And I said, he was 65. He had a little bit of of bronchial problems, but he was otherwise healthy. Worked every day. I mean, slim. I mean, took care of himself. Chiropractor. He was a retired chiropractor. Mm. I mean, he knew how to eat. I mean, he was a healthy guy. He died. I said, I know other people. I know a guy you're younger than me that's still sick from it on a ventilator. They don't know if he's going to live or not. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, uh, it's real. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's a real thing. But uh, it's hard, though, when you don't have people, something you can't touch or see or doesn't, you know, doesn't physically show. It's hard to get your head around that it's really happening. Yeah. Well, and then even if it's like really happening, I think some of the stuff people question is like, not even like, is it a real sickness or not? But like, you know, like, is it natural? You know, everybody's like, is it man-made or is it a, you know, was it a war weapon or, you know, and all, all of these things. And I don't, I just, I don't even know like how to think about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like what if it is, what if it is a biological weapon that the government produced? What am I going to do? You know, you know, it's more a waste of, I told my friend, I said, you can pro my sponsor. I said, you can protest all you want. I said, but you can do that from love instead of anger. I said, you don't have to be angry. I said, anger is a weakness. I said, your anger is not going to help you. I said, it's going to hinder you. You're never, are you ever happy when you're angry? He said, no. I said, well, then choose not to be angry about it. I said, you know, come at it from a different perspective. Don't um, move your level of consciousness up like we talked about with Hawkins and letting go. Yeah. Move your level of consciousness up to love and concern and acceptance and protest from there. Don't protest out of, out of anger, out of fear. That's another fear. I said, out of fear of losing everything, you know? But anyway, it's yeah. uh, I'm excited to see, you know, God's taking care of me. I can look at gratitude and see all the ways I've been taken care of all these years. I've been in situations. I've been through a bankruptcy. I've been through business failure in years past. I've been through divorce. I've been through all kinds of things. And I've always seen God there to take care. Somehow I've been provided for. Even mm-hmm. when I was drinking, I had money to buy liquor every week. <laughs> I never lost. I mean, I always had what I needed when I needed it. So why do I not think it's going to be the same now? So that, that's just how I have to look at it. And I'm just amazed to see. I just want to see how God's going to turn this into something good. I just, I'm just looking, you know, and I know he's going to, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I land on things, you know? So. It makes me, you know, the first, the first thing I thought about when, uh, you know, everybody started, at the beginning of it, everybody's freaking out about, you know, having enough toilet paper, you know? And I was like, man, somebody should really like rewrite that verse in the Bible that talks about the birds of the field, you know, not, 
not worrying about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat, you know, what they're going to wipe their ass with. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. Um, you want to read, let's just read one of these four. How about the Stephen Mitchell? That seems like, okay. That's the one I've got marked up the most, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. You want to read or you want me to? Uh, I can read it. That's fine. All right. Every, Every being in the universe is an expansion, is an expression of the Tao. It springs into existence, unconscious, perfect, free, takes on a physical body, lets circumstances complete it. That is why every being spontaneously honors the Tao. The Tao gives birth to all beings, nourishes them, maintains them, cares for them, comforts them, protects them takes them back to itself, creating without possessing, acting without expecting, guiding without interfering. That is why love of the Tao is in the very nature of things. Huh. Wow. That's good. The Every being takes on a physical body. So it's as if the body is not the being. Yeah, that's... The uh, so the first thing that makes me think of is there's a there's an Alan Watts quote where he talks. See if I can get it close to right, but he was like, uh, it's something along the lines of like, like the just like the ocean waves, the universe peoples, and uh, like it, it which is I, I think kind of what you know this verse is getting at you know like the that people are without doing anything extra just by existing they are an expression of the Tao. you know what i mean they're an expression of the the natural order of things and i think that 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 is interesting you know it kind of ties back into that not just letting people have their own opinion that we were talking about earlier but like like not changing it if you could, you know? Yeah. Letting circumstances complete. Let life unfold. God is on your side. These are some of my notes from when we talked about this with the with the group when we did the, the chapter on the fifty first on the the doubt the podcast before on the fifty first chapter. Yeah. Which if anyone wants to look back through our past podcast, there's one on the fifty first chapter. Um, that was done within our group. Um, what might happen if I let go? Discover the nature of the mind by stopping my thinking. Let go of preconceptions and ideas to explain how things really are. Let go of control and find how capable people really are. Let go of, and be a witness or passerby and watch life unfold. How incredible is that, that we were, I did not look at this before. And we just started talking about before we opened this up, we started talking about this in the beginning without even planning it. That's part of this flow, man. That's incredible. Hmm. Letting circumstances complete us just going where we're being pushed. Right. Yeah. Let's see if the Jonathan Starr translation has anything to add. I haven't read it yet. I'm just going to read it. The Tao gives all things life. They gives them fulfillment. Nature is what shapes them. Living is what brings them to completion. Every creature honors Tao and worships day, not by force, but through its own living and breathing. Though Tao gives life to all things, day is what cultivates them. Day is that magic power that raises and rears them, completes and prepares them, comforts and protects them. To create without owning, to give without expecting, to fill without claiming, this is the profound action of Tao in the highest expression of day. Hmm. I've never heard a good definition of day. You know, the Tao, Day Ching, T-E. And, and what we hear it talked about as being virtue and, you know, Tao being the path and day being the actual nature of God. I don't, right? Is that kind of the idea? That's what I understand. Yeah. I think of it as, and I don't know if this is 
off or anywhere close. I kind of think of it as like, you know, if the Tao is a path, uh, day is the walking of the path. Yeah. Um, it's the way it's the, the motion or the action of, or, you know, in Tao terms, the effortless action of the effortless of, part of the effort. Yeah. It's the, it's, yeah, it's the movement of the thing, the Tao. Um, sure. You want to here? Let, let's, you want to read the the com, Mitchell's commentary real quick? Sure. Whatever you want to. Uh, well, I haven't read it, but it's he's got a little bit more than his usual one liner here, so we'll see what he says. All right. Uh, uh, chapter fifty one spontaneously honors the Tao, honoring the Tao means respecting the way things are. There's a wonderful Japanese story uh, adapted here from uh, A Flower Does Not Talk by someone that I can't pronounce. Oh, excuse me. Which portrays this attitude. 150 years ago, there lived a woman named Sono, whose devotion and purity of heart were respected far and wide. One day, a fellow Buddhist, having made a long trip to see her, asked, What can I do to put my heart at rest? She said, Every morning and every evening, and whenever anything happens to you, keep on saying, Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. The man did as he was instructed for a whole year, but his heart was still not at peace. He returned to Sono, crestfallen. I said your prayer over and over, and yet nothing in my life has changed. I'm still the same selfish person as before. What should I do now? Sono immediately said, Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. On hearing these words, the man was able to open his spiritual eye and return home with a great joy. (coughs) So, I wonder what that means. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. It's not about himself. All is as it should be. Acceptance. Just what we've been talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, being thankful that he has no complaint, even though there's things he could complain about. Yeah. Well, it's it. So I'm just thinking about this. I don't know. Uh, So the guy, the guy in the story goes to see the sage, goes to see the lady about, he wants to, he's, he's not satisfied with his life, right? He wants it to be a different way. How can and I put so, my heart at rest is his question. Yeah, exactly. He, so he's looking for some kind of peace. Yeah. He goes and sees the lady and the lady gives him something to do. He said, she says, here, here's, here's the prayer, you know, re- repeat this, you know, at the morning and night, anytime something happens, here's the thing to do. And so whenever anything happens, not just yeah, good or bad, anything. Yeah, exactly. And so he does it for a year and he says he's, he's not changed. He does it and it doesn't work. So he says, so he goes, so he goes back to see her and she says the same, she says the same prayer to him, but not, I think this time, when when he goes back to her, she doesn't tell him to say this. It sounds like she's saying it for herself. Oh, okay. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I missed that. Okay. She immediately said to him, in other words, in the, at the end, he is the thing that is happening to her. And so she says, thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. And so when... I, and I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know that this is what it's getting at. But like at the end, it's so his spiritual eyes opened. It's like he's. It's like this level of acceptance with him not being okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like so he starts out at, you know, without peace, and then he's like, you know, I can be okay not having peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or or you know. Uh, it's the you know that everything is as it should be. You know what I mean? Like I, there it's it's it is paradoxical. It's not like a thing that makes immediate sense. You know, like 
my lack of my lack of peace is the way that it's supposed to be. You know, a peace in not peace. It's, it is peace comes in acceptance, not in changing his circumstances. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, that's why I say it's it's yeah. It's well, it's all paradoxical. paradoxical. You know, every truth I've I've ever heard is a paradox. I've never heard a truth that was not a paradox, really. Um, because it works against my natural inclination to do for me, you know, how do I stay sober by helping someone else? That doesn't make sense. I should spend all that time helping me. How, how is it that me going and helping someone else helps me with my alcoholism? Makes no sense. Same kind of deal. Why, why would me accepting things that I think are unacceptable make me happy? Yeah. But it says, thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. When and What I want to do is really complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's acting his way into right thinking is what he's doing, right? To use another recovery yeah. phrase. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. acting his way into right thinking. He's, instead of thinking his way into right acting, instead of letting his actions be dictated by his thoughts he's changing his actions he's saying something different than what he's thinking yeah hmm he's not his thinking he's he's whatever is observing his thinking huh that's good that's that same thing with the feral cats and uh and the anger that i'm giving my friend permission to have (laughs) you know Thanks for this. Thanks for this anger. Everything is wonderful. (laughs) I have no complaint whatsoever, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Thanks for everything. I feel like that was in the Bible somewhere. Do what? I feel like that was in the Bible somewhere. Everything, give thanks. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. In everything, give thanks. And give thanks for every. It's several places. Uh, I'm going to find it for you real quick. What are you finding for me? The Bible quote on this. I need to, I'm going to be meeting with my Christian friends again soon. And so I'm going to have to get my U version back out. Oh yeah. I don't know when they're going to be yeah. meeting again. You know that we meet every Wednesday and half for years and years. And we stopped during Corona. They're all in their seventies. Well, now the only ones alive are in their seventies. We had one in their sixties and he died. He's the one that died. Yeah. The rest are in their seventies. But, uh, they don't like giving thanks for everything because they think their their faith changes their life and they they get a lot of fear and they get a lot of condemnation about their life not being perfect. They think it's their fault. Well, and that's where some of that like you know allowing things to to be as they are, some of that stuff comes in because and you know like the whole humility thing, you know, because the problem is I mean, I believe in faith and probably your faith could change things, I guess. But the problem is, is what is it going to change it to? It's going to change it to whatever your idea is of a better scenario. And what makes you think that your idea of a better scenario is any better scenario or circumstance or whatever, you know? I have no idea what's best for me. No idea at all. Yeah, exactly. And when I think I know, that's really when I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to look at it online. I've forgotten my bookmarks. First Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Mm-hmm. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In all, for all. Depends on what you, which one you read. So there's another one that says, I know specifically give thanks for all things, but that's if you're, if people are into basing their beliefs on prepositions, would that be a preposition, a prepositional belief? Yeah. Or a preposition. Is that a preposition? Maybe. Man, my, my Georgia education was so awful. It's a, it's for a preposition. It's been it's been a long time since I've had a diagram of sentence. Let me tell you, somebody else asked it because I didn't hardly have to. Uh, yeah, it's a preposition. Okay, good. All right. I feel a little more smart. A little more smart. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes, a little more smarter. Uh, 
thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. I'm going to have to put that up. I'm going to try that, Zach, this week. All right. Everything that happens, thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. I wonder how that's going to work with my wife. <laughs> I'm going to do it this week. That's my week. This this is my week for this. I'm going to post it. I'm going to put it as a reminder in my phone. It's going to pop up in front of me every freaking so often. And I'm going to, I'm going to see that week, how that does for me. Yeah. Thanks for everything. What was that one we did before? Uh, that I did a Facebook post, uh, um, Thank you for sharing your opinion with me. You know, something to do with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. Thanks thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. And then she flipped it on him. And she told him thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. It's her practicing what she preached. Her practicing it. In her practicing it to him, he saw it. Yeah. In a way, in her giving to him, there, there's something there with that too. Yeah. Yeah. There's that idea of, of, of giving and sending love and sharing. Man, that's strong. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Wow. What else do you see in, uh, in this? Man, we're already, how much more time do you have? Oh, uh, I'm not in a hurry. Okay. I Whatever. got 10 or 15 minutes, I guess. If we Whatever's can. good for you. I'm sorry? Whatever works for you. Um, the Tao gives birth to all beings. Oh, this idea that, first of all, letting circumstances complete, and we've, I think we've covered that in spite of ourselves. I have a mm-hmm. note beside that, in spite of ourselves. Spontaneously honors the Tao. I think, we, aren't we all have this idea and search for God within us? Maybe is that what that might refer to we're honoring the Tao. is that part of that maybe yeah i think i mean like um you know uh i don't know it's it's been so long since i've looked at some of the you know some of the the bible stuff i used to study but i i mean that that's a again i mean that's a pretty christian idea you know that all things like every, like all of creation will, you know, all of creation praises God, you know, automatically every, everything that exists, God created, you know what I mean? And this is saying the same thing that, that, uh, you know, every being in the universe is an expression of the Tao. Uh, that, how could it, how could a thing that the Tao created, how could a thing that God created not be the thing that he created it to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is why every being spontaneously honors the Tao. We're doing it whether we want to or not. You know what I mean? And that there's a, there's a weird sort of comfort in that. You know what I mean? Like, like I legitimately don't, you know, if there's any such thing as getting it right, I don't have to get it right. I, I am the thing that spontaneously sprung out of the universe. I am the thing that God created. Like why? Uh, I, don't like, complete, I don't complete myself. My circumstances do that for me, which are all part of this flow of life. So I'm not even responsible for completing myself. Yeah. The Tao gives birth to all beings. Let circum yeah, let circumstances complete it. Yeah. The Tao is on your side, ever expanding, working for you, nourishing and maintaining and caring and comforting and protecting. And then we're taking back to itself. Uh, the whole cycle of life, right? It is it's it's such a it is an interesting concept because if you think about you think about things that are like unquestionably natural that that are easy to look at and be like, this is a natural process. You know what I mean? Like you can look at like a flower blooming or something like that. And, and, and you can look at that and be like, this is, this flower is 
a perfect expression of its flowerness. It's just doing what it does. It's, it's soaking up water, soaking up sun, and it's spitting out a flower. You know what I mean? And, and it's doing it perfectly with no, with, with, with nothing else involved. It's not trying to be the way that it is. You know what I mean? And it is interesting because it kind of makes you wonder a little bit, like, like maybe just maybe somehow like we're really not that different. You know what I mean? Like we spend, we spend a lot of time and energy and thought on like, we're, you know, everybody does myself included on figuring out like the right way to think and the right way to be. And, you know, maybe we just already are. I don't know. I can go with that. I think that's what happens when we stop this push and we lose our, uh, I've honestly lost my drive for business because I see the vanity in it. Um, so I kind of see what you're talking about that we, we learn to just be right. Yeah. How about this idea that then at the end he starts giving us how, what we should look like, like a description creating Mm -hmm. without possessing acting without expecting, guiding without interfering. So possessing, not possessing, not expecting, not interfering. We can have things and things not have us. Mm -hmm. We can take action without putting, attaching our expectations to those actions. That's where the peace is at. Or doing without taking credit was another. Yeah, we can humbly, that goes back to that humility you were talking about. Guiding without interfering. Let me let my daughter in. She's here. And then we'll finish up. Give me okay. just a second. So what do you think, sir? Yeah, I don't know, man. That really is the essence of how we're to behave, though. We have, but we don't possess. We lower our expectations. We may offer guidance, but we don't interfere. It says, uh, does not seek to dominate lead people without giving them orders. I can see that. That's the secret power of the Tao or that that's the nature of things. And no one wants to be dominated. We do better when we don't possess or expect or interfere in others' lives. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything to add? No, no. I'm just, it has me thinking about, um, and just like how much energy I put into like, making sure that my like my thought process is right you know what I mean like if I'm thinking about things the right way if I'm if I'm doing things the right way or you know whatever and like just like as a hypothetical scenario like what if you know it's 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 almost like like what would you do it's like one of those like hypothetical questions like okay you, you know I mean, and people get crazy with it and, you know, like logistics and stuff like that. But the point of the question is supposed to be like, what do you want? Like, what do you really like? What's your real true heart's desire? You know, like, what would you do if you had a million dollars? You know what I mean? Like, what, like, what would you do? What would you be doing? What would you be whatever? Or, you know, whatever the number is now, nowadays, you know, $10 million. I don't know. But, um, you know, and like what? Like it, like somewhere at the heart of that question is getting to like, like what does perfect peace look like for you? What does perfect contentment look look like for you? You know, and uh, so in a similar way, like this verse has me thinking. You know, like like what if I already am the way that I'm supposed to be? You know, like what if I don't have to change anything else? You know what I mean? Like the way that I am right. It, if the way that I am right now is exactly the way that I'm supposed to be, then what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what am I going to do with my, what am I going to do with my head? What am I going to do with all of that free thought? <laughs> you know what I mean? With that extra, what do you do with all that extra space that just cleared up? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Hmm. It's a weird, it's a, it's just a weird thought. I was thinking about that. I forgot the phrase, you know, looking good, 
feeling good, you know, like the, the show and how the possessions and the actions and your guidance, that whole idea, that persona that we yeah. can create that's false. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, as long as we're looking outward for that peace and joy, that that million dollars is not going to bring us or 10 million or whatever. It's not going to bring us what we're thinking it is. Yeah. It's not in those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and certain, certainly it's not, but I mean, it's like, I don't know. It used to be like one of the, it's like, well, a different question. That's the same thing is like, would you keep your job if you won the lottery? You know what I mean? Like, like, are you satisfied with what you're doing with, 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 with the way things are basically. The next question is if you had some of those things now. Yeah. Well, like, like you were talking about, like we were talking about earlier, you know, like allowing someone to have your opinion, have their opinion or changing them. If you could like, like that's, that, that's the million dollar question. That's the, if you won the lottery question, the question is, would you change things if you could? Because the, in the question, the lot, the lottery winning the million dollars represents the ability to change things if you could. Right. And so if you could change it, would you, I don't know. And and so like hypothetically, like if there was nothing to change, if there, you know, if things, if everything, I mean, like you said a million times, you know, everything is as it should be, then what are you going to do? You're just going to be right. I mean, I guess I just, it just makes me wonder. I don't know. I like, what is that? You know, what is just being, what, what is life like without, you know, a, a thing that you have to make happen next? I think it's just uh, being available in more moments of the day. For me, that's what it seems to be is this is what's happening. I'm participating instead of this is what I'm making happen. This is what I'm pushing for. Okay. It's time to make the kids lunch. Okay. I go make lunch. You know, or I can take that same action and say, oh, my God, it's time for lunch again. You know, and I've got to go. What am I going to make? You know, what am they're not going to do what I want them to do. I'm going to have to fight this. I'm going to have to, you know, it's the same action, but it can be done in two different ways or a variation of that. You know, back to what what was the I've already forgot what I'm supposed to be doing. OK, uh, thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Thank you for not wanting to eat your breakfast, children. <laughs> it's time. Acceptance. It's time to fight with the kids about lunch. <laughs> and now it's lunch. Yeah. It's the same kind of deal, right? Yeah. Huh. Anything else, my friend? I don't think so. All right, dude. Well, have you a good week then. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.